Bloke Signore podcast. I'm here today with Tommy, as usual. How you going, Tommy? Yeah, good mate. Nothing's changed too much. Yeah, really. so same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're up to episode four this time. Um, going nice and solid. Trying to keep it on the weekly. Um, <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we're doing, we're doing all right. We're enjoying it. Hopefully, you guys are as well. Um, before we get into the topics for the day, as usual, we've got some sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah. So first one, World of Warships back at it again. Um, fucking legend. You still been playing it? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I play it every now and then. Um, it's one of those games you can just pick up, put down. Um, we've talked about it before, but I'll go through it again. Um, you get your warships. It's a strategy game. You can play online against your friends, against the computer. There's lots of different things you can do, lots of different countries, things to collect. It's just an all-around good game. You can pick it up whenever, play it a round or two, and then keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And our other sponsor today is something that is actually quite important. So if you've got a spare bit of change, help them out. Um, it's MBRC The Ocean. Now, have you heard about this one, Tommy? No. So, pretty much, they take plastic from the ocean, and they make uh, wristbands and keychains and things out of them. And um, every time you buy one, almost half of that money goes back into um, cleaning up the ocean. So if you go onto their website in the link below and you buy one of these bracelets, it's going to conserving our oceans. So pretty fucking good cause to get around. And um, yeah, they're actually pretty cool as well. So you can't, you can't they look like they're made out of um, like, uh, Fiber or something like rope or yeah right. But yeah, made out of plastic from the ocean. Is that a fairly new initiative or it's been around? For a um, while? I think it is quite new. Um, they're trying to. There's been a lot of a big push lately on the plastic found inside the whales and things like that. Yeah. So if you care about your environment and um, looking after it, help them out. Um, help us out and fucking yeah, it's a good cause to get around. Beautiful. Man. Mm. Um, and sort of links into the first topic today, Tommy. Animals in captivity. First of all, we're going to talk about marine animals in captivity because I feel like there's a difference between some of these animals. So the main thing when I'm looking at these is like the level of intelligence of the animal. Hmm. Biggest thing, have you seen blackfish? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Biggest thing at the moment is... Marine mammals in captivity. As I say that, I've got a fish tank behind me. <laughs> this fish is dumb as fuck though, and like he just swims around all day. He he just does whatever. Yes, it's still probably a bit mean, but orcas and dolphins and other whales, mm. those blokes are fucking smart. Probably almost as smart as us. Their language is probably more advanced as dialects, as accents. They're smart animals, and they swim such far distances. Um, what are your thoughts on that sort of thing, Tommy? Yeah, so with the, the blackfish, the thing that um, I noticed was a lot of the places that had them in captivity were trying to tell us that, um, you know, with the, their fin? Yeah. So when that stooped... The dorsal. Yeah, the dorsal. Yeah. Those people were trying to tell us that that didn't mean anything. Mm. But there's been a lot of research and stuff going to it that basically means that they're getting depressed and 
you know, really upset and stuff in that sort of environment. Because um, if you look at uh, orcas in the uh, ocean and stuff like that, the wild, none of their their dorsal fins actually flop like that, so they're straight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that basically shows the impact we're having on them. Yeah. And, well, you've seen blackfish, how it goes into hurting the trainers and stuff oh, like yeah. that. That's a fucking unreal story. So, they never <laughs> killed anyone in the wild recorded. So, they've only killed people in captivity. Um, the thing about, so, the main, like, aggressive one was tilikum. Um, the thing about, like, male orca whales that a lot of people don't know is when they're in the wild, they stay by their mother's side the whole time. Like, if they're not breeding, they're literally next to their mum their whole lives. Really? So they've got a really strong maternal bond with their mum. And what they did was they took, they take the young males away from their mums. Mm. So they take the younger ones they're caught in the wild and then they mate with other ones so that they're born in captivity so you can transfer between places because mm. um, you can't do that with the wild ones they've got to be born in captivity yeah um, so <laughs> they made so many loopholes around it so most of the whales are caught by Russians um, so the Russians go out they catch all of these whales they send them to places and then they breed them so that the ones that are born in captivity, they can send wherever they want. The ones in America um, and Canada, they're putting in strict rules at the moment. Like, it's getting, like, to the point where you're not allowed to keep marine animals, um, marine mammals in captivity. It's not going to happen straight away. They've got to, it'll be like a 30-year thing by the time they get rid of them. The biggest problem at the moment is actually China. Mm. So they have 44 marine parks that have marine mammals in captivity at the moment. Jesus. So what's happening is Marine Land, SeaWorld, they're shipping out all their fucking orcas to China because mm. then they get that profit on them. They don't have to liquidate. Yeah. So the biggest problem isn't our ones anymore. It's that... They probably go into worse conditions, worse expertise, probably dirtier water, dirty environment. And no one's really talking about that. Mm. We're, we're more focused on, oh, SeaWorld's got orcas. But yeah, it's just, it's something so cruel about seeing something so intelligent caged up. No, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With Australia, do we have any orcas in captivity, or...? I don't think we ever had orcas. Yeah. Um, I know we have dolphins. Yeah, we have dolphins, yeah. Um, I don't know whether they still do the dolphin shows at SeaWorld. Um, but they do... The biggest thing at the moment is sea lions. Yeah. So, performing... Um, the most popular ones are Californian sea lion, because they're the ones that, like, bounce the ball mm. on their nose. People always say it's a seal, but it's actually a sea lion. Yeah. Um... But they're just as, they're smart as well. Um, but the thing with these animals is they travel such vast distances in the ocean mm. every day, and people that are keeping these in captivity, they see them not moving at all, and they say, "Oh, it's just a natural behaviour." You will never see a fucking orca just sitting doing nothing in the fucking wild. Yeah, exactly. Ever hitting their and like they grind their teeth against the walls and shit because they're bored and like 
then they're like, oh yeah, it's just a natural behaviour, they're just investigating the wall and the nose hits it. No, they're fucking bored and they're eating concrete because they've got nothing else to fucking do. It's actually, it's just disgusting. Well, with Blackfish, what they were doing, when they like doing their, I don't know, hour or two of shows per day, and then a lot of the time they were in like a black sort of, yeah, like where they couldn't see anything, so they got no mental stimulation at all. Mm. It's fucking cruel. Yeah, it's and disgusting. like the thing I was saying about the males being with their mothers, they mainly do that because if they're with other males, they get fucking bullied and shit. Like, mm. So you've got all these like marks and scrapes across all these whales. Yes, it does happen a little bit in the wild, but they're literally trying to kill each other when they're bored because mm. they've got nothing else to do. And that's what happened with the people. Like um, I was watching a thing about the guy that was in the water with one of these whales. And he was like, I was in the water. She snapped at me. I knew she wanted to try to kill me. But if I tried to get out of the water, I wouldn't be able to. He's like, you have to get out on their terms. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're literally fucked. Like, if you're in that water and that whale wants to kill you, it will fucking kill you. Mm. Like, there's literally nothing you can do. (coughs) Um, Yeah. And when they do (laughs) get people, they just fucking toy with them. Well, they do this in the water. They will toy with, like, their prey. Like, Mm. they'll hold you on a just until you're going to suffocate and then let you up. And then do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they're very smart creatures. And, like, a lot of places don't let their trainers in the water with the orcas anymore. Yeah. Um, I know in Spain they had a lot of trouble with it. Um, and they don't they don't even let their people in the water. Because mm. they just know that something bad will happen. So if you can't even get in the fucking water with her, what's the point of having it there? Yeah. And um, you can't just release them into the wild either. It's not that simple. Um, there is a idea of a like massive marine park outside, so like in the ocean, mm. but still, still a cage. Yeah, yeah. This is a fucking massive cage because yeah. they won't be able to get out. They're not immune to the diseases and stuff. It's just. Mm. And another big thing is. They're all on fucking Valium and stuff, so they don't go psycho. <laughs> so, they're on literal, like, fucking, <laughs> like, sedatives mm. all the time. Even the dolphins. Like, who in their right mind gives a dolphin sedatives? Like, yeah. just because it makes them easier to train. Um, and yeah, the main things is you only have power over those animals if they're hungry. If they don't want to eat the fish that you have in your bucket, you can't make them do fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have a bond with the trainer. They have a bond with the food that the trainer gives them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's literally abuse, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's... Like, Joe Rogan says this, and he says the same thing, not to take anything away from the people who went through slavery and stuff like that. But slavery of animals, pretty much. They're intelligent. They understand that they're in captivity. Mm. They understand that they have to do whatever they're told. And, yeah, it's just... It's literal... They're just fucking... It's horrible. Like, it's like us putting, like, another person in a cage almost. And the thing that we touched on, like, last week, the week before, all these, like, horrible things that go on, it all seems to come back to money. Mm. So they're doing this for 
probably huge profits and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is, they're still doing it. No one goes to fucking SeaWorld anymore. Yeah. Like, everyone knows now. Like, everyone ed- is educating themselves yeah. on it. It's good. So, that's why they're selling all their labels and shit to China. Yeah. Because they don't have any regulations about it. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Not really. Because all they think about is money. Yeah. Like, they're making money from it. What's the point? Like... Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, yeah, it's just a dub. Mm. But yeah, it's not just orcas as well. Like, the dolphins, um, a lot of them have, like, skin conditions and stuff. Um, No teeth, they're all gone. Um, The sea lions, same thing. Like, even, like, some places have like fucking polar bears and shit. Like, yeah, they have they roam like they're roaming animals. Like, yeah. we'll go into like other animals like zoos and stuff soon. But the marine mammals, it's just I think it hits us hard because they're so smart. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, they're basically like people of the ocean when you think about it. Like, yeah. They're the top of the food chain there and they're the smartest there. And they can talk and they've got languages and dialect. Like, we can't even, like, understand what they're saying <coughs> because it's mm. very complex. Like, yeah. It's one of those things that, like, we're going to look back on that in, like, 50 years and be like, those fucking people back in... Like how we look back on things like people used to do, like hunting things to extinction. And yeah. That's how we're going to look back on marine mammals in um, captivity. Mm. And even just animals in captivity in general. We're going to be like, what the actual fuck? Like, yeah, who absolutely. let that happen? If we're not already thinking that. Like, yeah, we already yeah. are. But like, imagine how like they're getting taught about this in school mm. in like 50, 100 years. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, those people that... Those Americans, they had all these whales in captivity, and it's just fucked. Yeah. But it's not just marine mammals. There's also zoos. Um, I have you been to the zoo? Surely. Yeah, been to the been to the zoo heaps of times. Yeah. So our closest zoo is Melbourne Zoo. Yeah. Um, one of the probably like better known zoos mm. in Australia other than like Taronga and um the Steve Irwin one. I think that is Taronga actually. But um and there's also the Werribee like wildlife sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thought on zoos, Tommy? Uh well actually I don't really go to the zoo anymore. I probably went like three or four years ago for the last time. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably get more saddened than happy from seeing the animals. Um, especially the primates and stuff like that. Mm. It's just fucking so sad. Like watching a gorilla walking around in its tiny little pen and they've just got their heads stooped and they're just, they're literally just looking at the ground and just fucking got probably crippling depression. Like it's so yeah. fucking gut wrenching. I don't know. It's just, oh, yeah, it's yeah. weird because you looked at like, I know they used to have snow leopards at Melbourne Zoo. There's no fucking snow. They're just mm. and the cage is literally like probably not even the size of this fucking house. Yeah. And like these are roaming like cats. Um, yes, they live in isolation, like they don't need people like um other cats with them, but there's just something weird about it. Like mm. with the gorillas, um like yes they have a community like of gorillas there, but it's just and they take the animals inside at night. That's mm. the thing that I don't like, is like, 
they don't get to stay in their enclosure all the time. Mm. Like, they're there, they're in there while we're there, and then it's not there. Have you ever walked past the dead little cell things that they sleep in? Yeah. It's fucking so, you look, you literally look in and they're just It's fucking, like a prison. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. And it's like, like, what would they have to do to get the gorilla in there? Like, yeah. Like, they just have to bribe them with food. That's probably the only way. It's weird. Have you ever like looked at um, primate in the eyes before? Yeah. It's almost like looking at yourself, like oh, yeah. It's where it's really strange, but it's almost like looking at another person. Mm. Obviously, that's because what that's where we've come from. Mm. So yeah, you can see the emotion. Yeah. Um, Orangutans. That's fucking sad. Yeah. It's sad because they're like you know they're struggling in the wild as well. So like some animals, I understand why they have like breeding programs and stuff mm. but you can do that in reserves um yeah which is it's still captivity but it's like a bit better yeah um but yeah i remember one we were there they were talking about the baboons and why they're separated so they used to have the male and female ones together and then the male one would like mate with all the females and he was a bit of a fuckhead apparently <laughs> and two of the females held him underwater and drowned him what? Yeah. So they're smart animals. Like, yeah, right. They hold fucking grudges. Um, and, like, I don't get why they have, like, like elephants in a fucking, mm. like, 50 by 50, like, enclosure. Yeah. They're fucking elephants. Like, they constantly move. Yeah. Like, they're massive. Yeah. And, like, they're probably giving them the wrong, like, they're probably giving them adequate food, but it's not what they would have in, like, Africa or yeah. India or wherever they're from. Same with giraffes, like, mm. it's just... Yeah, giraffes, fucking... doesn't look right, does it? Because they're, like, how, how tall? Like, seven, ten mm. metres tall, and they're just, yeah, walking around this tiny little... Yeah. Mm. Um, like, even meerkats, like, they've got their little environment. They don't really need much more, but... They'd still move around. Like, mm. they'd go out and scavenge and then come back. Yeah. So they're sort of losing their natural abilities. And all of these animals, we can't put them back into the wild. Like, they wouldn't survive. They'd yeah. be fucked. Yeah. Like, if you put those meerkats back into, like, Africa, they'd be fucking dead in, like, a week. Yeah. Like, they don't have any survival skills at all. Do you reckon that they'd still have the innate ability, or do you think yeah. is it because they're born in captivity, they've sort of lost some of that? So they still have, like, the innate abilities, but I feel like they wouldn't have the, like, honing skills of the flying those. So, like, say, the snow leopard, if you put a, that snow leopard back out in the wild, it's not going to know how to hunt. Mm. What's it going to eat? It's used to be giving, like, just given me. Like, they don't put in things for it to hunt. And they hunt, like, fucking deer, goats, like, big, like, game. Yeah. You're not going to put a goat in its cage and let it hunt it, because they can't actually hunt it. Like, there's no challenge. Yeah. So, like, with animals like that, there's no, like, survival instinct attached to it. Same with the tigers. Yeah. I think that's because, um, in the wild, 
they obviously their parents pass down all their skills mm. to the small, but in captivity they lose that. They don't get taught that. Yeah. So they've still got their fight or flight response, and you know, like they can probably still survive in some instances. But yeah, all those hunting aspects and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just, like they probably learn, but they still have like the innate thing to jump on something that's moving. But like, yeah, the tigers, the tigers make me sad when they're just. Like, the tigers and lions, they just sit and do nothing. Mm. Like, it's just... Like, I know lions sit around a bit in the wild, like, but they don't have to go out and harm. They don't have to... Like, it's just... The only animals that sort of look at home are the African wild dogs, because they just run around fucking crazy anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even them, they don't, they don't have to scavenge. Like, they don't have to go and look for corpses <coughs> to eat. Like, yeah, it's a bit fucked. Yeah. That's <coughs> um, pretty grim. Birds in captivity also pisses me off, mm. especially oh. flying birds. Uh. Um, like there's eagles and shit in the fucking zoo. Mm. Like, to be fair, like a cassowary has a large range, but it can't fly. Like it's not used to going places, and they're endangered. So we want. I understand endangered animals having some of them in captivity. Yeah. Because we want to look after the ones that can't look after themselves. At the same time, like, in, like, the Queensland forest, you could fucking fence... They probably have, like, reserves already. So you could implement them in there um, and look after them in that environment. But, like, an eagle and, like, some of the birds in there, you're just like, these are fucking everywhere. Why are they in the zoo? Like, no one needs to come and see this. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Australian animals in the zoo. I know people come from overseas. They go to the Melbourne Zoo. They want to see a fucking kangaroo. Just go to the fucking bush and see a kangaroo. Like, oh, they're yeah. everywhere. I know, I know. Like, um, kangaroos are everywhere. Mm. Emus are everywhere. Koalas, not so much, but you can still see them. Yeah. Um, like, there's some that are elusive, you probably won't see, like the platypus, you probably won't see that much. Um, Emus would be pretty hard to... Yeah, but they, they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um, like, if... And there's, like, reserves where you can go and see them. Mm. Like, they don't need to be in the zoo, yeah. in my opinion. But I know why they have them there, because have you ever been to Melbourne Zoo? And, like, I never go to that area, because it's just all... Like, people not from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's no... I've seen every fucking animal there. Yeah. Like, in the wild. Um, but, yeah. They've also got the reptiles and insects. Yeah. Even... I hate spiders, but... A spider in a little thing this big... They live in bigger environments than that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them roam to, like, go and find food and mates and stuff. Um, a lot of them have trouble <laughs> mating in captivity. This isn't just like insects and reptiles, it's everything. Mm. They wonder, oh, why aren't they mating in captivity? Because they go and roam and find the mates. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't just get given one and fucking have sex. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just primitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, even with that bird thing, like, not even zoos, like, it even annoys me if I go to someone's house and they've got, like, a big bird apiary out the back and there's all these flying birds hmm. that are trapped in this little fucking cage. And, like, yeah, it's a great showpiece. <laughs> I'm like, they should be fucking flying around, like, hmm. oh my god. It's like, oh. they're literally born to fly. Like, yeah. that's all they're made for. 
Like, if you've got chickens in your backyard and you use them for eggs, that's fair enough, I yeah. reckon. Because, like, they're just going to walk around. Especially people on farms, they give them a good bit of space. Like, they give them more than, like, the um, ones that are produced from, like, other things. Yeah. Um, no, even the free range, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, obviously, they lay eggs anyway. We talked about this last time. Yeah. And, like, there's a use for it. Yes, sometimes they clip their wings, mm. but that's just... One, if they fly away, they're probably fucked if they're on a farm anyway, because there's nothing nearby where they live. Yeah. But, yeah. <coughs> it's just a weird thing. Like, people don't think about it. If you go to the zoo, you're not... Like, I never used to think as a kid, oh, these animals are fucking stuck in here. I used to be like, oh, yeah, it's a monkey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can see why they do it. But yeah, the orangutans, like, primates in captivity is almost, like, the same level as the um, marine mammals. Like, yeah, they're, so. they're so smart. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, I don't think that's going to change for a while. The marine mm-hmm. mammals, they're doing more, mainly because you're putting a fucking whale from the ocean in a swimming pool. Yeah. But... At the same time, like, the animals aren't in that bit of space either. Mm. Um, there are wildlife reserves where there's, like, lots of space. Mm. Like, in Africa, there's a lot of just massive, like, massive fenced-off reserves. Yeah. Where they're trying to protect animals. But, like, they still get poachers and stuff. We don't really have that here. Yeah. Like, if you made a reserve here, no one would go in and try to poach them. Yeah. Like... Probably not. Like, if we made a massive reserve for, I don't know, like, fucking cassowaries. No one's going to go in and poach cassowaries. No. Like, the occasional person might, but they're not going to have fucking militia coming in trying to kill gorillas and shit. And yeah. no one knows them. Like, we don't have to do what Africa's doing. We can just make a reserve for these animals. Yeah. But a lot of problems, like, endangered animals we need to look after. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So, Australian small mammals, so like your bilbies and stuff, we need to look after those fuckers because they stand no chance. Because mm. they're used to not having predators, and then all of a sudden there's foxes, there's rats, there's like other things that just take their environment. And yeah, mm. not, it's not the best. No. So, look after the ones that are endangered, we reckon. But if not, and it's like, why the fuck do we need orangutans in Australia? Let them stay in like their natural... If you're going to have them here, have them in Queensland, where it's like sort of similar climate. Yeah. Like, a snow leopard. They're called a snow leopard for a fucking reason. Yeah, Crook is enough. Yeah, so they need more like naturalised environments. Mm-hmm. And they need to be released if they're not fucking endangered, I reckon. Yeah. But that'll take years, and you can't fucking put them in there. You right. just have to wait for them to die. Mm. We fucked it once again. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's all started like when people started going out to different countries and seeing shit they'd never seen before, and they're yeah. like, "Fuck, I'm gonna put this in a zoo for people to see." The French were famous for having exotic animals, and their rules on exotic animals are still very lenient. Mm. Like, you could get whatever fucking animal you want and keep it as a pet, still, pretty much. Yeah. Like, anything, really. 
unless it's like the UN like restricted like you could have a that's like in America as well some people in America have private zoos yeah with big cats and shit like in their fucking backyard Mike Tyson yeah like <laughs> I got a tiger yeah that's <laughs> fucking stupid yeah and yeah like you think about it and all of these like places like even like some people in Europe and like other countries have like ocelots as pet cats. They're fucking wild cat. Mm. Like I was watching a video of one. It's a baby one. The first thing it did was try to bite the guy's neck. <laughs> They're wild cats. Yeah. Like yeah, I know. It's cruel. <sighs> yeah, and people. There's a massive trade of like rare animals. Like the gorillas, they kill the parents. So they don't have to fight them off when they take the babies. That's the only reason they're killing the gorillas. Yes, they use their hands and stuff for like ornamental pieces yeah. and shit. Yeah. Which is pretty, it's fucked up. It's fucked. But they will kill them just to take their baby mm. so they don't have to fight a fucking gorilla. And then they take the baby and sell it. Yeah. Um, they do the same with sun bears, sloth bears. Like, why do you need a fucking sun bear as a pet? Mm. Like, and all this Eastern medicine and shit. Oh, this rhino horn's gonna make me have a longer erection. No, it's fucking not. Yeah. Just take Viagra if you want that. Mm. Like, they need to be educated. Because so much of these animals are getting used. They kill a whole rhino for fingernails. It's the same shit that our fingernails are made out of. Yeah. And, <sighs> yeah. Pretty dark topic, I know. But yeah, it's it's something that I feel needs to be talked about more. Like it's not discussed that often. Have you heard that story of that lady? She had like a pet. Uh, it was like some sort of primate. Chimp. Like, yeah, pet chimp. And like one of her friends come over or whatever, and the chimp got really jealous of her friend. And I can't. But did the chimp stab the friend or the owner? Ripped her fucking face off. That's right. Was that the owner? Yeah, it was the owner. Yeah, so, yeah, the story is, so, yeah, the chimp, um, what's her name, got really jealous of the friend, the friend left, and then the chimp, yeah, basically tried to attack the owner, and just absolutely butchered her. Hmm. Uh, it's fucked. So, chimps go straight for the face and the genitals, because that's how they fought. But, like, they, they can see the similarities between them. Um, there's a good doco on Netflix about chimps from, um, it's called Jane. It's about yeah. Jane Goodall. Yeah. The, like, lady they sent over to live with the chimps. Yeah. Like, ages ago. And this was when they didn't know anything about chimps. And they're very similar in their structures and stuff to us. They go to war. They fucking mm. will fight to the death. They will go, there's a group in the Congo that go into other chimps' areas mm kill all their alpha males and then take all the rest of the chimps and make them join them or they'll kill them. Like, <laughs> they're fucking savage animals. And like, yes, it's a sm they're pretty small, mm. but they are pure muscle. And it's not like our muscle. Their muscle's like as hard as fucking wood. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like a wooden plank fucking... Yeah. Like, you cannot fight off a chimp. Yeah. Like, they will fuck you up. Okay. Because, yeah. She, she had to like, get like skin grafts and everything. She looked like fucking Voldemort. Yeah, she was lucky to not die. Mm. And yeah, they have them as pets, they fucking put them in diapers. 
Have you seen the experiment of the guy that um, raised the chimp with his kid? I think so, yeah. And so they thought the chimp would become more like the kid, but yeah. the kid ended up becoming more like a chimp. So they had to get rid of the chimp because the kid was like becoming like a monkey. <sighs> it's fucking stupid. Yeah, but it shows like the innate thing of us. Yeah. We could go, this is another topic, but wild children will go into another time. Mm. So kids like raised by animals and stuff. Um, like Tarzan is actually based on a real thing. But yeah, it's interesting though. But um, you've got a topic for us today, Tom. Start there? Yeah. Yeah, alright. So basically, so peer pressure mm -hmm. and uh, social norms. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on peer pressure and social norms? I feel like, especially for the younger the person is, the more susceptible they are. Yeah. You know what I mean. Susceptible, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To peer pressure. So there's like a prime age, I reckon. So between mm. like 11 to 18, probably a prime yeah. area where you're constantly thinking about what other people think of you. Mm. And a lot of people still do that, like, till our age and onwards. Um, it's just a social arena now. Everything you do is public domain almost. Yeah. Like, you, even if you go somewhere with your mates, you usually take a photo of it, you put it on Facebook, everyone can see it. Like, there's so many, um, like, ways people can perceive you and... Like, the thing on Instagram, how they've removed the likes. People were complaining about that, but in the long run, that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Because it takes away that stigma of, oh, I've got to get a hundred likes on my photo, or yeah. no one will fucking like me. Like, we just care too much about what people think. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So I've got basically two or three things that I've watched, and it's fucking incredible. Um, on how peer pressure can affect the way that you think and the things that you do. So the first one is called The Push. Mm -hmm. So there's this psychologist and he's a bit of a magician and stuff like that. Um, he does magic shows and stuff. His name is Darren Brown. Yeah. And he does all these different experiments and stuff like that. And he normally targets one or two people and he'll make like a big scene with different actors to try and make them do certain things. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so the first thing is, um, so the push that's on Netflix, the first thing that they do on the show is before they actually do the main experiment, is they get, so three actors sitting in a room, and what they do is after that they start getting just random people from the public that they're trying to get it, get on for this show, okay, so these random people coming in one by one, and in the room nothing's happening except a bell's being rang, every time it goes ting, the actors stand up, like, off their seat, and then every time it tings again, they sit down. And the the fourth person that walks in there, just, like, is sitting there minding their own business, and then that goes, ting! All the other three stand up, and then they sit down, and then she fucking starts doing it. Yeah. Just to fit in. Yeah. And then after a while, they get, like, another six people in there that aren't in on it, and they, they do the exact same thing every single one. Um, and eventually the three actors leave and they have like 10 people from the public fucking going up, down, up, down to each team. 
And and if the person's not following the social norms, they kick them out because they want someone for this show that's gonna uh, sort of give in to peer pressure. Yeah. But like ninety five percent of them just walk into a room and start fucking standing up. That's fine. Um, um, the thing I've heard about so it's not more it's not really peer pressure. It's more like um, social roles. Yeah. The prison experiment. Have you heard about that? Yeah. So. <laughs> Just for the listeners that are watchers, that um, are aware of this experiment, I can't remember the name of it, but it's something prison experiment. They get all of these people, they assign them roles in prison. Some of them are guards, some of them are prisoners, some of them are just like the fucking people that are checking who's there. Like, that's, everyone has a role. Day one, they're doing the roles probably the way you'd want them to couple of days in, the guards start getting aggressive towards the inmates, they start abusing their power as an authority figure, um, the guards, um, the inmates start acting out, they start doing things that they wouldn't normally do, so they're trying to get around, like, things, trying to, like, do what you would do in an actual prison. And eventually it got to the point where they had to shut it down. Because mm. in America, a lot of the prisons are privately run. So they can the guards do a lot of things they wouldn't be allowed to do in other places. But these people took up that role. And there's people like abusing people, people not giving people food. Like because they were given the authoritative role, they did that. Because that's that's what they thought they had to do. Like, they, they wouldn't go into that thinking, oh, I'm going to fucking abuse the shit out of this fucker. Like, they wouldn't think that. Mm. But you put them in the environment long enough and everyone that was there almost turned into the perceived norm of what's expected in that role. Yeah. So, it's not like... It's sort of like Stockholm Syndrome, but it's not... Um, but yeah, you we will have a perceived understanding of roles in our like society. Mm. What's your thought on that experiment? Oh, it's pretty, I don't know. It's just yeah, social norms. Hmm. Um, what's the name? Expectations on people. Yeah, like mm. you're expected to be that figure of authority. Mm. No one to- has told them they had to do that. Yeah. It's just an like social norm that's set into their mind. Mm. I've got another experiment like that. We'll, I'll come back to the push. Um, but there's this there's this one where this <coughs> this guy, I think it's in like the 80s, so basically he sets up like this experiment. So he'll get people from the public again to come in um, and they're sort of just told to go along with the experiment, stuff like that, mm. that they can stop whatever they want. So one person will go into this room with a uh, like um, machine that can give out electric shocks, so they can do like all different uh, levels of electric shocks. And the other person that they meet is in the room uh, in front of them, um, and they're the ones that are getting delivered the electric shock. Okay, so the person that's like controlling the buttons, yeah. they actually get a little like sample of what it feels like to get like a 45 
volt electric shock. Mm. And they're like, fuck, that hurts. And then they're like, yeah, so you're in control of doing this. So they go back to the room with the buttons. The other guy goes in with the thing on his hand, the electric shock. Yeah. Um, and basically the way it works is the person who's controlling, they have to like call out a heap of names and numbers and stuff like that. And if the person in the other room doesn't say it in the right order, then they get to deliver the shock. All right, so it keeps going up by like 10, 15 volts. And once they get up to like 150 volts, so they can hear the person in the next room, but they can't see them. So once it gets up to like 100 volts, the person next door, they go, oh, fucking stop this and that. And the person's like, oh, I feel pretty bad. But they keep doing it. Mm. And they literally get up to 300 volts. And by the time they're at 250, the person stops saying stuff. And they're just like, oh, well, I guess I've just got to keep doing it. And then at the end, um, the guy that's running the experiment, he walks in and he goes, why didn't you stop? And he's like, oh, because you told me to keep going and stuff. But he's like, yeah, but you fucking, you're basically killing that person next door. And then they start feeling real bad. I don't know. It's just yeah. like, and yeah, like 90% of the people that went in there to do that experiment got all the way to the very end, like 300 volts or whatever. It's like, what mm. the fuck? Well, that's like, um, there's heaps of like social experiments where people go out in like just a high vis vest with a clipboard and they tell people they're not allowed to do things and they just like listen. Mm. Like, we have this thing about listening to authority. Like, if you're not sure that someone, an authority figure, don't listen to them. Mm. Like, it's slowly, it's not as much as it used to be. Like, older generations, it was like a thing that, like, no matter what you're told, you do it. Mm. Like, um, we talked about that with, like, the Nazis and that sort of thing. Mm. Like, people just doing their job. Like, obviously, we talk about people that weren't, but there's people that did horrific shit that yeah. didn't want to do it. And that's always been a thing. Like, you can get people to do things. Like, a lot of, um, like, smart they're intelligent people, they're fucking, a lot of them are fucking evil as well, can get people to do things, like, um, kidnappers, murderers, mm. they're very convincing, like, they can get people to do what they want, because they understand that need. Cults are a perfect example. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, how would you end up in a cult? It's very fucking easy to end up in a cult. Yeah. Like, people are very suggestible, especially nowadays. Like, people are naive, mm. and they prey on these people that they know are suggestible. Like, I know I'd be like, fuck, I wouldn't join a cult. I'd probably be able to get convinced to join a cult, you probably could as well. Mm. If it was in the right situation, the right person, it's not that hard yeah. to get people to follow an ideology. Because they start with the positive stuff. Mm. Like, it's always like, even Scientology, they talk about... We're going to do a whole thing on cults, because um, I've, I've looked into them a fair bit. But they take in people that are desperate, that need something to be included in. Then once you're in, it's fucking hard to get out of that. Yeah. You, that's when the Stockholm Syndrome fucking kicks in. You don't know anything else. Like, even pe <coughs> people getting kidnapped. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Stockholm Syndrome. There's people that still visit their kidnapping dad in jail because they love them. Mm. 
and like they were sexually abused. They had kids when they were like fifteen with this guy, mm. but they think that's normal. That's normal to them. Yeah. They have a connection with that person, no matter how fucked up it is. Mm. It's normal to them. Yeah. But yeah, we're very suggestible to stuff like that. Yeah, that's crook, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um. So going back to the push. So uh, there's a bit of a spoiler alert here. Um, so there's one part, so basically the way the whole experiment's set up is they do all these little tests like the sitting up, sitting down one, mm-hmm. and yeah, they get the most highly suggestible person out of the whole thing. So he's the main guy in their uh, main scenario. So what they do is they tell this guy that <coughs> they're having this uh, fancy dinner night and it's to raise money for this certain charity. So the guy comes there and basically there's like a hundred actors in this building and this one guy is the guy that they're trying to manipulate. And he's got no idea that this is all set up. It's fucking unreal. So basically it starts off, um, the guy, they take the guy's phone. So this guy's friend comes with him to the dinner mm-hmm. and the, the, the friend knows what's going on. So the guy, like, the friend, like, takes his phone. He says he needs to call someone. Fucks off. So the bloke doesn't have his phone for the night. <laughs> and then basically it starts off, um, they try and get this guy to do like just little small things to follow uh, authority. Yeah. So the first one is this like, the guy has to help him out in the kitchen to like uh, put the, you know, vegan and non-vegan food on each plate. Yeah. And then the guy just says, oh, just, we don't have enough of this non-vegan stuff. So just chuck on the vegan plate and the guy does it. So that's like the first step. Yeah. And like eventually keeps building. Eventually they meet the guy that's uh, the main um, the main charity raiser for this charity. He's like a multi-billionaire. Anyway, this old guy. He ends up having a heart attack. And the guy that um, the experiment's on, he's convinced to put this guy who had a heart attack into a fucking box until the main speech was done, like where all the people would come into the room. So he literally, the guy's like, he's had a heart attack, we should call the you know, ambulance, we should do something. And the guy's like, no, no, let's just chuck him in the box because we don't want to ruin the whole event. So they chuck him, they end up chucking him in a box, the guy agrees to it. And they're like, all right, but we have to come to it later. And then after that, they come into the big room where everyone's sitting in there um, for the charity event. And they're both sitting on the table. And the guy up the front thinks, oh, basically says that this guy that's in the experiment... I didn't explain that very well, did I? No, keep going. Yeah, so the guy that's the experiment's about, the guy that's on the stage talking, he says that he's the one that's the main charity billionaire, even though it's the guy that's dead in the box, but no one's met the guy that's dead in the box. So the guy ends up being peer pressured into coming up on stage, pretending that he's the dead guy, and saying, yeah, look, I'm donating billions of dollars to this charity and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked, man. And then eventually, the guy that was in the box... He ends up coming back to life and he ends up like being at the very top of the like three-story building and the whole thing, the the reason why it's called the push is because they want this guy to push the billionaire off the building and does he do it? Let's just say two out of the three people that done this experiment, so they've done this experiment over three nights, two out of three of them pushed him off the building. Because the people at the top say, if you push him off the building, 
than whatever you did tonight, like pretended, you know, chucked him in a box when he was dead and shit. You know, Wool just won't say anything about it. Yeah, because it'll fucking kill himself. Yeah. Fuck. Mate, you, it's fuck. You need to watch oh. it. It's fuck. So Darren Brown is a fucking genius because he... People will do anything. They can talk someone into doing anything. And this was such a normal guy too that you would mm. never expect to yeah. do something like that. Because it, because he's just slowly built up, built up. He's got so far over one side, he can't... Mm. Yeah, it's the same thing when we're talking about cults. Like, there's people in there you wouldn't expect. Like, you could be living next to someone that's in a cult. Mm. Like, you don't know. Mm. Like, everyone's susceptible to something. Like, it's just life. Yeah. We're, we're, we want to belong. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, we're, we want to be included. Um, and we'll do anything to do it. Absolutely. So, Darren Brown... You need to look him up on YouTube because he mm. does shitloads of things like this. Interesting. There's another one I'll quickly go, like, quickly explain. It's not um, too in-depth, but he basically... So these, these parents come up to Darren Brown and they go, look, our son's a fucking loser. He's 21, still lives at home, doesn't have a job. Um, and he's just, you know, takes everything for granted. Was it your parents? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not wrong. Um, <laughs> rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah, so they basically, Darren goes, yeah, no worries, I'll sort this bloke out. So he takes control of this guy's like laptop, phone, everything, and starts putting little messages and stuff like that in there, saying that an asteroid's going to hit the planet Earth. And it, this builds up over like four or five months. Yeah. And there's this like... Um, weather app that this kid checks like every day and it just keeps like these news articles fake keep coming up on his phone and he's like telling his parents and even like he'd be sitting in the lounge room with his parents watching tv and this fake news story would come up oh an asteroid's due to hit earth in a week's time this and that and this kid's uh, getting rattled and the whole family's in on it and all his friends are in on it that's far eventually so this kid um his brother invites him to go to a like a concert so they get in this bus and they go towards this concert and halfway through the uh, halfway through the bus drive they're in this fucking like desert the, there's all these lights start ringing and the lights turn off in the bus and everyone goes what the fuck and the kids are like oh, I think this is the asteroid and the fucking all these like fake lights and shit start hitting the bus all these explosions and shit and everyone pretends like they're dead <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so all these explosions are like hitting outside the bus. The bus is shaking, and the kid like passes out because he like faints. Mm. Anyway, when he wakes back up, everyone's like dead in the bus, dead. <laughs> and he like he like walks out of the bus, and this it's a zombie apocalypse. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, he, sorry. He wakes up in the bus, and then. He like walks through this uh, like hallway thing. There's like this mm. weird like white thing set up. So he walks through that, walks into the building, and there's this like hospital thing. And there's there are people in different rooms, and they're all people that haven't been affected yet. In sorry, infected yet. And when he meets one of them, she's like, "Oh, there's a fucking a zombie apocalypse and shit like that." And anyway, it goes through. 
this kid's literally like getting attacked by zombies, like getting chased by him, and it ends up um, for him to be really heroic and like save this little girl that was like about to get eaten by zombies and stuff. And at the end of it, Darren like walks out and he goes, look, this is all just to, you know, make you appreciate things. And we wanted to see if you could actually go above and beyond to be, you know, a hero and stuff. And it actually positively influenced this kid's life. Yeah. Like, was I going to mentally break him? But yeah, it was fucking crazy, yeah, man. And that, it's over like three or four hours. It's a great watch, though. Decent. Imagine the money they poured into that, man. Yeah. <laughs> They make money off it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Compelling. That's interesting, though. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. I reckon, I reckon that's it for today. Yeah, I reckon that's good. But, um, yeah. Peer pressure. That's... We're all suggestible. No, don't don't go and sign up for something that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there was people in Bendigo um, handing out these, like, CDs for a cult the other day. And people taking them. It's like one of those, yeah. Like, just research what you do before you sign up for it. Yeah. You've got fucking Google in your hands. Don't be an idiot. Like, it's not that hard. Mm. But yeah, we're all just, um, we're all gonna, we're all suggestible to something. Like, as much as people say that they don't care what other people think, oh, they do. Do you? I don't think that exists. Everyone cares. If you don't care about what other people think, you're not human. Yeah. Like, when people go, oh, look, I'm, I'm so experienced, I've gotten to the stage where I don't care what other people think. They still do. Yeah. There's still, like, they might not care what everyone thinks, but they care about what some people think. Like, you can get to the point where, oh, I don't care what, like, random people think of me. But you care about, like, what your family thinks of you, what your friends think of you. Oh, 100%. What, what your yeah. workmates think of you. Like, it's a, it's a natural thing. It's a human instinct. Like, we care. Yeah. We want to belong. I think that's probably a good point to get to in life, when you can only, when you only care about what, you know, your close friends and family. Yeah. Because, like, I'm still at the stage where I sort of care what people that I don't really know... Do you care what I think, think. mate? Not really. Nah, yeah, of course, mate. Of course. But we're not friends or family. Not friends? <laughs> uh... No, it's, yeah, it's something that I think everyone has, like, mm. I think you lose it the older you get, but you still have it, like, it's still there. Yeah. Mm. 100% there. Mm. Well, thank you for listening or watching today. Um, make sure you go check out our sponsors, especially MBRC, help save those oceans. Make sure those orchids in the wild are looked after, because um, they'll fucking eat anything. It's more the filter feeders, actually, because they just suck in everything. Yeah. And then you're seeing, like, 20 kilos of plastic inside a whale. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. 20 kilos of plastic, that's a fuck ton of plastic. Yeah, it's cool. So, look after the environment. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, Beautiful. We are going to get a guest on eventually. Who's the first one? We'll, we'll find out. Discuss it, yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. Um, yeah, if there's anything you want us to talk about... Um, Premier League stuff this week, Tommy. Was it? Yeah. Transfer window closed last night, so lots going on over in England, if you're into that sort of thing. Lots of big signings happening. I'm excited for it. You're not really that into it, are you? Don't mind it. Yeah? But yeah. Get into this year, mate. Huh? Virgil van Dijk. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> the Great Wall. 
you have been caught. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a good one today. So yeah. animals don't fucking put them in cages. I say it as I have fish in the glass cage. <laughs> That's really all it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, don't go signing up for a cult. Darren Brown, YouTubing. Yeah, Darren Brown, he's the man. And if you haven't watched Blackfish, what the fuck are you doing? Go and watch it. Don't go to SeaWorld. Don't go to Marine Land. Do not give money to people that are putting marine mammals in captivity. Alright? We'll see you next time. Blokes in your ears. Oi.